Nietzsche said, All I need is a sheet of paper and something to write with, and then I can turn the world upside down. Words, text, this particularly human means of expressing oneself has the ability to lift up, tear down, cow, encourage, and inspire revolution. I've always been a loquacious verbal communicator, and before I was a performer and then a director, I wrote. I actually thought for many years that I wanted to be a writer like my father, but like so many things we do in our youth, writing fell by the wayside, especially once I found music. Music dives into your soul quicker and immediately deeper than words can. Its reaches are visceral, animal, and so I followed it into dance, where my entire body learned to communicate a physical translation of music's emotion. After many years, dance led me to opera, where all of my great communication crushes suddenly came together in a gorgeous marriage. Opera has been a joyous deep dive for the last 20 years, and I found that the importance of words and text has slowly but tenaciously risen to the surface again. Yes, music is what makes opera opera. But the more I was involved with new work, the more I became aware that it was nearly always the words that came first, even though the librettist was mentioned and discussed much less than the composer. Being a champion of the underdog, I became specifically interested in talking about life and work and words with librettists. I want to know what it's like to write words for music, to know that what you put on paper will be the inspiration for operatic composition. How does one begin to approach that? And where does inspiration come from in the first place? How do we, as artists, decide what stories to tell and how to communicate those tales in the most meaningful way? How does writing words for opera feed the artistic soul? Welcome to Words First, talking text in opera. I'm Katora Stickin. This first episode is coming out much earlier than I had originally planned, and I think that's a good thing. I've spoken to so many artists recently who are in such a creative funk right now, and I'm not immune. For the past few months, being stuck in my house, my jobs going away, theaters shuddering, I felt my creativity seep out through my feet. I've stirred the pot, trying to get something to rise to the top, but even when I see a glimmer, I inevitably let it sink back down. This podcast was most likely no different. My interest in talking with librettists about operatic storytelling was consistently muted by my insides churning with dread, by this multi-layered trauma we are collectively living through. But I suddenly had something come across my social media sites the other day that kicked me back into gear. Guerrilla Opera, a small ensemble opera company in Boston, has a workshop coming up that allows for creative space to learn how to write scripts for opera. I'd never seen a workshop specifically for librettists before, and the timing was just too good. 
I pushed myself forward and ended up having a wonderful conversation with Brenda Huggins, the director of engagement programs and a resident stage director and dramaturg at Guerrilla Opera, where she went into detail about all this workshop has to offer. Here's the interview, which I recorded last Thursday, June 25th, 2020. Brenda, I am so happy you could come on to my very first podcast episode today. The timing worked out so well. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to talk about Guerrilla Opera and our upcoming lab. Yeah, me too. Uh, But can you start off actually back up a little bit and just tell us a little bit about Guerrilla Opera in general? Yes, absolutely. Guerrilla Opera is a new music ensemble in the Boston area. It's led by co-artistic directors, Aliana de la Guardia and Julia Nulamerat. And we commission pieces specifically for the chamber ensemble. And I'm relatively new in my role as the director of engagement programs and ensemble member. And so it's been a really wonderful experience getting to learn about how the gorillas operate and the this focus and mission on really dismantling the traditional ways that operas are created and presented and produced. Um, And I was brought on to really think about how does the ensemble continue to reimagine the relationship with the audience and also building a community of artists interested in this work as well. So that's what brought us to this lab. When you say ensemble, and I saw this on your website as well, so can you can you talk to me about what it means to be an ensemble uh, as a company versus a, a company that brings in people for each show? So the, the foundation of the ensemble is a group of artists, singers, and resident designers such such as Julia or Keithlyn Parkman, who is our resident lighting designer. And they design all of the shows. Um, Aliana, the the soprano, performs in almost all of the shows. And we have other singers as well and instrumentalists. And so they're kind of the core group of the ensemble. And what's really exciting about this, especially for me coming with this theater background, is it's like a repertory company, like an actual repertory company where you have the same players who are developing that relationship with each other. There's no conductor because it is a chamber music ensemble. And so it's really important for the the members to have a a working language where they can create really exciting art together. God, that happens so seldom in opera. What a great uh, way Mm -hmm. to actually make work, I think. I'm not familiar with any other company Mm-mm. that does that. I Mm-mm. would be interested to learn about it. Right. <laughs> um, so uh, is the Gorilla Lab a usual part of Gorilla Opera's work? Or is it, do you have workshops every year? Or is this a new, uh, a new part of the company? It's brand new. We're That's very excited. So yeah. I know that um, both Aliana and Julia have a toe in education in different ways. Um, Julia teaches design at Pace University Mm. and Aliana has her own vocal studio. And so um, with my background in higher education and creative youth development and artist training, this is a really exciting collaboration to bring this program. I think it really also came out of our need to connect with our artist community, especially now that our season is so uncertain with all of the social distancing and 
and not being able to plan a season, yeah. uh, announce a season, wanting to have programming that connects us and really focuses on the art making and focuses on the guerrilla process of art making. And so um, we'd, we are very excited to see how this program goes and then continue to build from that. Do you, um, so what was the inspiration for doing a, specifically a workshop about for librettists and about writing scripts and, and libretto for opera? I thought about if, if I was going to take a summer intensive, what would I want it to be? Yeah. <laughs> I thought um, how, how exciting to really focus on the nuts and bolts of the text in the opera. Yes. And in a, in a more traditional sense, in the creation of opera, the text comes first. The librettist writes the text, the composer sets the text. That's right. And we recognize, yes, and we recognize that that is a, a more traditional way. But what it does is it allows us to extract the, the text from the opera and dissect it and look at it and discuss it and then formulate a, a pathway and process for each individual artist to be able to connect with their own ideas and put them to words. Mm. So um, it also came from a workshop that I taught at the Haverhill Library this past April. Uh, we called it Poetry and Opera, and we looked at the librettos from previously commissioned pieces by Guerrilla Opera and discussed the text and I led some poetry writing exercises and it was such a wonderful opportunity for the ensemble to learn who who are the guerrilla fans who are who's our community and we had all of these librettists and composers and artists really interested in this work and so this workshop really grew from that it grew from knowing we, there is a community of people who are interested in writing for opera and the application has been open for three days and we've already had 14 applicants. I was going to ask you. Yeah, beyond our wildest really imagination. <laughs> yes, many, absolutely. How many participants are you, are you hoping to, to have in this workshop? Um, I think 12 is a good max. Anything more than that, then each person kind of gets a little bit less personal attention. Okay. And so the format is a six-week weekly synchronous two-hour video conference you know this is all sure. happening remotely over video as, conference. as we've all learned how to do as we've all learned <laughs> yes <laughs> but then there'll also be the asynchronous learning and exercises and tasks in the time between when we're meeting because right. I have I get so much the zoom fatigue is real I mean I couldn't plan more than two hours of us sitting down all together um, in that video conference a week, yep. but that but there'd be plenty of time for reading articles and even sharing feedback on su uh, weekly submissions of our writing, because it takes a long time to go through twelve people's writing and give them feedback and yeah. Um, so using that asynchronous time to develop that community is something I'm looking to build. I think that's wonderful. I, I, I see so many composers workshops and I, I, I really don't think I've ever seen one that caters specifically to writing words for opera. So I, I, I think it's really uh, such an important thing. I mean, you know, I'm starting this podcast because I, I feel like the words <laughs> themselves are, are, are something that we don't talk about enough. And, and they, they, they operate as such an inspiration for the music on so many levels. Um, and, and, in the best situation, think it becomes such a symbiotic relationship. 
Um, and uh, so it, that collaboration, are, will they be working with composers or are you just working with, with writers at this time? So for this lab, we're focusing just on the text, okay. but they will have the opportunity to discuss that process with guest speakers that I'll bring in from the Guerrilla Opera repertoire. Terrific. So composers and librettists will come in and, and we'll look at their work. They'll talk about that process. And then the program will culminate in a showcase where vocalists will do a live reading of an aria or a duet or whatever each participant would like to submit as their final uh -huh. showcase piece and we're looking at some really innovative ways of doing that <laughs> still in development process we'll see will the showcase be open to the public to be able to come in and listen Yes, absolutely. I think it's so valuable for artists to have a space to talk about their work and their process and share it with an audience. Exactly. I think it's a really important part of the process. And so it's interesting that you brought up these this this training and opportunities for composers. But I, I part of why we wanted to create this program is that conservatory training is so siloed. Yes. And um, opera is so multidisciplinary. I mean, that's what really draws me to the art form. I have a background in theater. I did train as a classical vocalist. I'm also a puppetry artist. I saw that. And a stage that director. Yes. That. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously I'm a, a puppetry artist, yes. you know. <laughs> well, it's, it's, again, it comes back to the multidisciplinary nature of opera and, and telling stories through these many different vibrant exciting mediums mm -hmm. and so puppetry is a really important part of that as well that's great um is there anything else you'd like to add about about the workshop or about the the what you're hoping to get out of this experience i think we're going to learn a lot as an ensemble about uh, what the needs are of this community of artists who want to dip their toe into this work um, we're trying to create a space where artists with the many different backgrounds, so we have, so far we've had filmmakers apply, vocalists, composers, uh, poet, poets, and so how do, this is my challenge as the facilitator, how do I create a learning environment for all of these wildly different but wildly exciting and interesting artists to come together in this work? Um, and so I and that's what we're really excited about is learning and developing this community so that we can continue with this programming moving forward. I, it sounds like a really delicious challenge. I, I, I think it's, mm -hmm. it's really exciting. Um, so to recap, this workshop is it's a six weekly, six, six week, weekly two hour online session between July 12th and August 23rd. Yes, and we haven't set the date and time yet because we want it to be as inclusive as, po as sure. possible. So in the application process, um, when you apply, there's um, a poll that asks you the days and the weeks and times that you're available. So that allowed us to be as inclusive to people's availability as well. Sure. And, and, and uh, Friday, July 3rd is the deadline to apply? That's correct. Yes. Okay. That's coming up at the end of the week. <laughs> yeah, that's... It uh... is. It is. And it's not a super intensive application. This is something too in our approach to this workshop is that a lot of other libretto or opera creation programs expect you to come to the process 
pitching some type of a project. Mm. And that's really not what this is about at all. I mean, yes, if people have ideas brewing and they want to explore that within the program, they can. But really, it's about foundational removing barriers of our own personal uh, artistic process, talking with with artists, mm-hmm. co-learning, peer learning. And the, the idea is that by the end of the program, you will have written text for at least one aria, at least one duet or scene, and uh, perhaps a, a chorus or, or ensemble member. The idea is... Um, We'll explore dramaturgy, which I, as a dramaturg, I'm very excited because I think that's a huge missing link in a lot of opera creation processes. Um, I was watching one of the opera companies this summer was having all of these industry talks. And it wasn't until the third talk on the creation of new opera that someone actually said the word dramaturgy. Mm. (laughs) so any way to kind of highlight that practice and it is very exciting to me. So we'll focus on that. We'll also talk about and explore Aristotle's elements of drama hmm. because I found that um, especially artists coming from music um, backgrounds, th- this is not a process that they have really delved into this idea of character the importance right. of character and in, in drama, the importance of plot in drama. And, you know, the word plot and narrative can be defined very specifically or very loosely, but it's still there. An opera is a story through time. Yes. It is, theater is a story through space and time, but, but the music is, is a, an art form that tells a story in time. And so therefore there is a narrative. That's how human beings perceive a an experience through time and so whether that's an abstract narrative or I and I think sometimes um, opera creators get too caught up in their concept too caught up in oh it's not there is no narrative it's all about this idea that I have Um, and so I think using Aristotle's elements of drama is really valuable when breaking down the different parts of what's important to bringing a story to the stage, bringing this performance into a space to share with an audience through that medium. I love that. I, it's it's so important to start with those tools. I it, You have to know the rules and the tools in order to break them and throw them away. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, Brenda, where can people go online to find out more about this workshop? Yes. So if you go to guerrillaopera.org, and we use the Spanish spelling of guerrilla because it's meant to be like guerrilla warfare or a protest. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's G-U-E-R-I-L-L-A org, And then on the homepage, you'll see a link to workshops. And that has all the information about our workshops, including the lab. Fantastic. Uh, Brenda Huggins, thank you so much for coming in and speaking with me. This has been just a huge pleasure. I want to thank Brenda again for coming on to speak about the librettist workshop. The deadline to apply is Friday, July 3rd, and anyone interested should go to their website, guerrillaopera.org. That's G-U-E-R-I-L-L-A opera.org backslash workshops for more information. Next week, I'm chatting with Gene Shear, a librettist and songwriter known for his work with Jake Heggie, Joby Talbot, Jennifer Higdon, among others, and a close personal friend. 
Gene and I have worked together on four world premieres, and I've been very lucky to also direct a number of his other works. I'm extremely biased in saying this, but I think both his adaptations of Moby Dick and Cold Mountain are some of the most beautiful lyrical distillations of literature in existence. I hope you'll join me as we talk about adapting classics, discuss telling American stories, and most likely recount some life-in-the-theater anecdotes from our time on the road together. I'm really looking forward to it. This podcast was recorded deep inside my office closet in Knoxville, Tennessee. Special thanks to Early Doucet for the colorful logo, Eileen Downey for the theme music, and my husband for keeping the dog quiet. Thanks for listening, and until the next time, stay safe, wear your mask, and keep telling stories.